Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% it's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, and we are talking safety when it comes to youth football today. We're talking about the health of these kids. With youth football starting uh, here in the next week or so, all over the state of Wisconsin, especially here in southeast Wisconsin, I thought it was important to do a show about, you know, not only keeping our kids safe, but but getting them back on the field in the correct way. And there's there's two people that I know that have the same passion about this this conversation and this discussion as I do. One is Pat Crowley. I've known Pat a long time. Um, Pat Crosco Field uh, Company that that you work for and sell for came up with a number of ways to keep practices safe and, and, and allow kids at a youth level and a high school level and a college level to be able to practice hard but not have to hit each other and still be ready to play football, correct? Well, correct, Mike. Our company is based on safety, and what we want to do is make sure that kids have an experience playing all sports, but you know, specifically football, that – they can learn fundamentals and technique, be successful, have a great experience, and continue to keep on playing. And that's why it's so important for skill development at an early age. The, our other guest, and and I've had a chance to meet with him. We're not going to talk cricket today, Doctor. I'm just telling you right now. But he is Dr. Neelash Patel from Advanced Pain Management. And he is part of what he does and speaks about uh, throughout the country is the opioid problem that we're having. And, and Doctor, we're going to talk a little bit about that because when we had this discussion, he said, look, it's important for us to educate kids at a really early age about some of the problems that, that our country right now is facing with this, this epidemic. Before we get into that part, um, advanced pain management, I spent a lot of time on your website today, and, and I really like the mission and the soul of, of what your company um, talks about on your website. We also, when we talked in person about you guys getting involved in some of the stuff that, that I do, and I hope that happens, you, to keep kids, to get kids back on the field or the court is important to you guys as well, and to keep them safe while they're playing. And that's part of what you guys believe in, correct? Absolutely. It's a matter of keeping our community safe, our uh, athletes uh, enjoying the sport that they're passionate about, whether it be rugby as it is in Wales and England for us or uh, American football. Right. And I think that, that when when we talk about kids at an early age, and, and Pat, I'm going to direct this to you, I think it's so important that we as the adults in the room Make sure that these kids look. I loved playing football. You loved playing football. Played a high level. Your son at a high level, and 
I think if had we been afraid at an early age, we probably would not have have played as much, especially in today's day and age because there's so many different options. So to be able to keep these kids healthy, safe, and have them fall in love with the sport just gives them gives us more of a chance to let them continue to play through youth to high school to college. Correct, and that's our mission. Uh, we want retention. You know, we want kids to continue playing so that that child that starts playing in sixth grade, you know, as a coach, it's your job to teach them the fundamentals and then put them in a position to be successful. Now, sometimes that position might not be what they want, but and maybe not what their parents want. Right. But that comes down to communicating with the parents. Okay, this is what we're teaching your child, and what we're teaching your child is the, the benefits are going to far outweigh any type of individual. Uh, disappointment you may have, you know, because it's about the team and it's about working together and all the benefits that come with it. You know, Doctor Patel, we and we've only talked for a couple of minutes, but the, but the idea of the safety issue, and we're going to specifically talk a little bit about football today. It's it's a it's a fast, violent collision sport. It just is. So there are going to be injuries along the way, but as coaches and as as parents, there's ways for us to minimize that by making sure that they practice correctly. Um, they, they've put in a lot of rules now with, with football here, when you can tackle, when you can hit, how much you can hit, how much you can't hit. With all the idea of the same thing that we're talking about, keeping the, keeping the sport as safe as possible. Absolutely. It's a matter of keeping um, the athletes safe on the field as well as off the field. And off the field, basically what we're talking about is uh, potentially avoiding them getting on the opioid train. Right. Uh, and specifically, if you're injured, if you have a sprain or a strain, you could have a uh, have a doctor tell you that uh, we can give you some Vicodin or Percocets and you can continue to take those medications. But often you don't need that. It's a matter of just applying heat, uh, elevating your um, heat, heat or ice, um, elevating your, your limb and uh, taking some anti-inflammatories, giving your body the required rest. Nature didn't mean for us to be injuring ourselves by hitting each other, et cetera. And so if, if you need some rest, take some rest, take some time off. Uh, and the coaches and the other people involved in the team also need to be aware of this, that you may not be able to push the athlete aggressively. for, And you may need to give the athlete a, a break for a week or two, let them get back on, on the feet. If you are pushing your players, potentially you would force them to take an opioid, which is much stronger than what, what's needed, for the body to allow itself to heal naturally. And that's kind of why we've gotten into the position that we're in. I mean, one of the reasons, and we're going to discuss, because I, again, did a lot of research, and we talked last time you were here about how we've gotten, our society, how we've gotten to the point where we're at now, and some of the things we have to do to back off. And and that's one of the messages that you guys talk about, advanced pain management, like you said, that that day of rub some dirt on it, take a pill and get back on the field, it's it's over. That We can't do that anymore. Absolutely. So as the rules have changed off, on the field, they've also changed uh, off the field. And this is a good thing. This means that we can have a vibrant um, sports culture that continues uh, to flourish over the next uh, several decades without having to uh, add to the societal burden that bring, that's brought on by both injuries, including uh, concussions and uh, by injuries that are potentially societal with opioids. APMHealth.com. 
Advanced Pain Management. It's APMHealth.com. Doctor, one of the reasons I wanted Pat Crowley in with you at the same time is because what you just said is the, the, the core of what they believe at Crossco because a lot of injuries happen at practice. We as coaches are like, hey, let's get bull in the ring. Let's uh, nutcracker. All that stuff, Pat, that I know I did when I was at Mesmer, they, we don't do this stuff anymore. And thank God for that. But the stuff that you guys have invented and developed, when it comes to teaching kids how to play the game and get them ready to play it. Look, we only had those big dummies. Do you know the, the, the blocking dummies when I was in high school? It, you didn't feel like it was you were hitting a regular per you know another player so you weren't getting prepared to play now when the action was live had we not scrimmaged a lot we wouldn't have been prepared now because of the safety concerns you guys have just come up with a, a tremendous booklet of things that you sell i remember 3 or 4 years ago when you had one or two, you had the Colt, I think, right? Well, I think last year at this time, I think we might have had three products, and now that we're, we're close to 40. Yeah. We've gone into combat sports, and also um, we uh, work with law enforcement. But our main thing is is we want either it's a cop or a sheriff or a, or a football player training every single day on the skills that they need. Now, when you're a police officer, it's a lot different. They've got one way out. They've got to do what they have to do, and they have to do it immediately. Correct. It's not a life or death situation for football. We're talking about a game for football, but we're talking about the same mindset and the same skill set that they need to execute every single day. And the faster a young person can learn it, the better experience they're going to have, the more they're going to want to play, and the more they can keep themselves out of trouble. And injuries. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's the part that, Pat, that I think you guys, I think every youth program – in the state should be con contacting you. And that way, you know, that maybe that's the first step as, as, as we talk, you know, with Dr. Patel about the opioid part, maybe the first step is let's, let's have these kids get injured less. So this isn't a, this isn't an issue. You know, Gina Della from Pella just walked out and Dr. Patel, she was talking to you and she said in little Pella, Iowa, they, they've had three deaths recently from kids in the high school from opioid overdoses. And I don't know if that surprised you. It shocked me. It's not surprising. Um, think about this. Pella has 10,000 mostly farming uh, community people in the community. Right. Right. Tiny little community, three deaths within a year. Obviously, this is not something that we saw even 20 years ago. So this is a sea change in how things have progressed, unfortunately. Um, and in large part, this problem in Iowa is not just opioids, it's also methamphetamines. A third of the farmers have lost their kids to, to either heroin or methamphetamines going in that direction. And many of these people, not all of them, um, started off with injuries potentially at sports, potentially injuries that occurred in the house, uh, potentially for weekend warriors, going on to hydrocodone, Percocet, oxycodone, oxycontin, and these eventually, in many cases, went on to heroin. Well, it scares me. It is scary. You know, I've got two kids. I've got three grandsons live across the street from me, and that scares me. i, I tell you a quick story before we get to a break. Years ago, um, I, I was working to do this anti-drug campaign with the Sheriff's Department up in Ozaki County. 
and I believe uh, Sheriff Maury was was the sheriff there. And I went in and I sat with a bunch of sheriffs and, and him and I said, so what's the biggest drug problem that you have here in Ozaki County? This was seven, eight years ago. And I looked down because I thought for sure I'd hear either alcohol or marijuana. And he said, uh, heroin. And I looked up and I said, what? He said, heroin. And I was shocked. And he said, here's the problem. Kids from, from this area used to go in the city and do heroin. Now they're going to the city getting the heroin and coming and bringing it out here. And he said, I'll tell you this. If I have one meth lab in this county and it blows up, my entire budget for cleanup for the year is it's one. And it's starting to come. That was seven or eight years ago. So... Boy, that this stuff, uh, it scares me, but it all ties together. I mean, people that just joined us are like, why are they talking about this on the U Sports Show? Well, I've got Pat Crowley in because we're talking about safety and keeping kids safe when they play football and sports. And then I'm talking to you, Dr. Patel, because you believe that we have to give the message to kids and parents at the youth level. Because we have to, we have to educate them early, and we do it now through U Sports, and we have a better chance of them not getting involved with this stuff. Absolutely. This is our future. Yeah. So there's where the tie-in, guys. I you, you can't believe how many people asked me. They heard the promo that you guys were coming in. They are like, what do those two guys have in common? And I said, <laughs> you know what they have in common? Same with me. We're trying to keep kids safe. We want them to be active and play sports. And we want them to learn the lesson Dr. Patel is on the mountaintop telling people about. We'll continue our conversation on the other side. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will. It's time for the Youth Sports Show. (laughs) Welcome back to the U Sports Show. I jumped in because I got a bunch of questions for these guys, Ryan. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver and youth football. Youth sports for, for the fall is just kicking off. And I thought it was important that, that I invited in Pat Crowley from Krausko. And they, they have a, a lot of uh, equipment that will get your kids ready to play, especially in football, but not just football. There's a lot of things that you guys offer now. And uh, you can go... Here's the website. It's Krausko. It's K-R-A-U-S-K-O-L-L-C.com. Go to that website, K-R-A-U-S-K-O-L-L-C.com. Also in studio, and, and uh, boy, I'm impressed with him. He is uh, Dr. Patel from Advanced Pain Management, APMHealth.com. Doctor, let me start with you. When somebody asks you the mission statement and what advanced pain management is all about, what do you tell them? Decreasing suffering without necessarily relying on opioids. And you guys do that a number of different ways, correct? Absolutely. So pain management is not just about uh, medications. In fact, that's a very small part of what we do. We use a community of um, uh, potential therapeutic options, including physical therapy, heat, massage, ultrasound, TENS unit, acupuncture, psychological uh, therapies, and in addition to this, many patients respond to interventions. For example, if you have a knee injury, you could potentially get Synvisc or a steroid injection from your primary care doctor or from your orthopedic surgeon. But 
often that does not resolve the problem. So we can potentially denervate the the nerves to the knee and reduce the pain, thereby allowing the person to return to normal function, whether this is a, uh, a young athlete, whether it's a... Um, uh, it's a weekend warrior, whether it's an individual such as myself or yours who have been um, active with sports or, over our lives and now we're suffering uh, from uh, injuries um, and uh, the, the consequences of those injuries. So we can cauterize the nerves to the knees just like we used to be able to cauterize the nerves in the back to try to alleviate the pain and spasms and the, uh, uh, the suffering that goes on on a daily basis. Many patients don't even suffer terribly but they have daily aches and pains that we can address so that, again, it's a matter of re- returning people back to the community without having to continue to um, to uh, abdicate their um, joy for life. You know, on your website, um, and, and because when, when we had the discussion last time you were in, I've got a torn meniscus, but I have a lot of arthritis in, in my knee and was told that eventually I'm going to have to have a total knee replacement because of it. And you said, you know what, we might want to talk before that. And on your website, there is a, um, and I can't pronounce it, is it fluoroscopic guided steroid injection for knee pain? And there's an animated video there. It's a minute and a half. And it it completely explained what the process would be to have that. And that's something that would would possibly help a guy like me. It it could potentially help you. Um, And we can do the injection or block the nerves of the knees, reduce your pain. So now you can start walking, potentially losing weight, and Which that in I itself yeah. will help you. Uh, Down 35. Wonderful. How did you do that, Mike? Long way to go. Um, eating a lot differently than I had and working out. My goal and plan, if Dr. McCarthy is listening, he said you got to have a plan and work it, is to, to get seven workouts in a week. So two, two a day on Monday, two a day on Wednesday. I'm off on Saturday, but... Yeah, it's been since May 1st. And can we remind the audience how old you are? Really old. Grandfather of three, so 58. Yeah, old. And I'm getting it done, though. Pat, do you still have pain? Do you still have a lot of pains and stuff from playing? No, I've been really lucky. I really haven't. Um, You know, played 12 years of football and eight years of rugby and did not have, I don't have any knee injuries. Um, you, maybe some CTE. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know that's but, an issue. You know, but... I got I got extremely lucky. I got extremely lucky, and and um, you know that's all I can say. You know, good genes. So yeah, and your son, same thing, and healthy. I, yeah, I think they're all healthy. I think both of them are healthy. I mean, they both played you know, yeah. pretty high levels, and I really high level. Any, I don't think they have any pain. They don't complain about it. So, but. I'm not much for complaining. So. Well, because you're us Irish guys, we just grin and bear it a little bit, don't we? Hey, Doc, on your website, on one of the blogs, it says eight daily habits that reduce pain. And I found that really interesting. Um, there's, there's a number of things on there that certainly made a lot of sense to me. One is exercise. Um, two is to quit smoking. Three is to keep a, a, a pain journal Four is to schedule some time off, and you had talked about that earlier. I think that's really important. Healthy diet, uh, meditation, uh, participate in life, be vocal. The be vocal one, for for me, and I don't know for Pat, but growing up in, in this large Irish family, it was, you know what, there are six kids, and, and if you weren't vocal, you didn't get heard, but then 
it was like, hey, enough, you're fine. Be, be quiet. Just rub some dirt on it. You're going to be fine. But I think it's important that we introduce that part to our kids and listen to them as if they're being vocal about pain that they're having, especially through youth football or youth soccer or youth basketball. That's not normal. And those days of saying, you know what, I know it's swollen. We're going to wrap it tight and just get back out there. We just can't be doing that anymore. And this is an important message for the parents as well as coaches. And if you are somebody uh, sitting there watching the game on the bleachers, if you see something, speak up. Right. And and look, we both coached, and I'm still coaching. Pat, are you still coaching? Yeah, I'm still doing some consulting, and that's the main thing. I think one of the things that parents have to realize and coaches is the the power of rest. And rest is very important. Um you know, when you're coaching youth football, you get the kids three times a week and or two times a week, and then you've got uh, a game. And those kids need rest, especially in football of all the sports besides baseball. There's a lot of standing around. So, and, so and, in, go ahead. In well, in, 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 especially in youth football, you get together with the kids three times a week, you practice three times a week, and you have a game, or maybe two times a week and you have a game. Those kids still need rest. If you're going through a two-hour practice, going through all your drills and fundamentals and everything else like that, those kids need rest. Now, they might be on their phone all night long. Who knows what they're doing, you know, and stuff like that. But the main thing is is when they're there, they're active, they're training, and you're not wasting time just doing useless drills. You're doing stuff that actually works, and that, that's communicating with them and the parents, you know, making sure they're hydrated, talk to them about their diet, you know, and actually sp- spend time with the parents communicating with them. This is how the equipment goes on. These are the activities they're going to be doing. This is what we're going to be doing every single day, you know. And then have them keep an eye. You know, you know, does, you know, did Johnny come home with a stomachache? You know, that could be a sign that he got a concussion. You know, um, sensitivity. Like, I mean, all that stuff has to be communicated. Swelling at an early age is not normal. If it doesn't go down, you need to get it looked at. And I think that's important because it used to be. Again, it's fine. It's going down. I know it's black and blue, but you're going to be just fine. And, and in youth sports, it's it's not. You have to make sure that you're paying a lot of attention to that. Dr. Patel, before we get to a break, we have the conversation a lot on my high school sports show, but not so much on the youth sports show, but it seems to me that kids that, that play multiple sports, multiple sport athletes, they're not just football players, not just baseball players, not just swimmers, soccer players. Those kids are, are less likely to, to get injured because you're utilizing different muscles rather than if you're a pitcher and all you are is a pitcher and you're pitching in the off season and you're throwing day after day after day, you're going to have problems with your shoulder or your elbow. But kids that play multiple sports and use different muscles in different seasons, it doesn't seem like they, they that you have to see them as often, correct? That's right. And, uh, we have an entity called repetitive strain injury. So if you repeatedly use the exact same muscles or joints, then the likelihood of you getting repetitive strain is, is that much higher. Uh, the other thing is <clears throat> playing multiple sports, you actually get trained to use multiple muscles and joints. And that's something that I have seen in the last uh, decade or so as coaches emphasizing. And I'm glad you brought the point up because this means that if you're a golfer or a tennis player or a weekend uh, warrior or a runner, you should do that along with a bunch of other things in order to create new muscle memories. Yeah, I think that's important. Dr. Patel, before we go to break, can I get your background, sir, where you grew up, where you went to school? Um, I'm looking at your bio, and 
and it, we would take a lot of the, the the third segment to go through it because it's really um, impressive, and you've you've certainly been all over the world. Um, if you can give us a little bit about your background and how you ended up here in Milwaukee. So I grew up in England. I went to school in Wales. I played rugby as a linebacker. Uh, I'm sorry, not a linebacker, as a left winger. Okay. Um, and uh, went to medical school there, trained at the Cleveland Clinic in uh, pain management. I've been with the advanced pain management over the last 20-plus uh, years. Wow. I was in Green Bay and Appleton until about three or four months ago. Now they've moved me back down to Racine, Kenosha, and uh, uh, Greenfield in Milwaukee. We're happy to have you back. Wonderful. It's a pleasure yeah, coming we back. We are happy. And uh, married kids, do you have... We have two children. We have a 20-year-old uh, daughter. She's doing industrial engineering. I have a 25-year-old who does artificial intelligence and robotics in New York. Man, must be proud. Very smart proud. smart kids. Yes, all because of my wife. <laughs> all because, and they're good-looking because of... My wife. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Do you think she's listening today? I, I doubt it. No? Well, I, I hope she hears this because... Uh, uh, if she could see your your smile when you talk about your children, um, we had that conversation when we were per, in person. The passion that we have about our kids and my and how I feel with my grandkids is the reason I'm doing the show today because I've got a lot of faith in Pat Crowley that he he's doing what he's doing to make sure that my grandkids, if they want to play sports, that they can do it safely. And for you, same thing. That's the reason I have you in here because I'm really passionate about this stuff. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Pat Crowley from Krausko. You can go to K-R-A-S-K-R-A-U-S-K-O, KrausskoLLC.com. Get more information on on what they do. Go ahead. Mike, you can go to also go to KrausskoSports.com as well. Okay. Krausko Sa- Sports. Same website? Yeah. Krausko Sports would be the best one to get to. Excellent. And uh, Dr. Patel, you can go to APMHealth.com, Advanced Pain Management um, APMHealth.com, number of locations, very convenient for, for people. They'll answer any questions that you have. And we're going to talk to Dr. Patel. I've got some questions for him on how this, this epidemic of opioids, has st- how it started. We had that conversation a while, probably three or four weeks ago, and it was really interesting. And I asked if he would share that on the radio, and he said that he would. So stick around for that. And, again, it's important that we have these conversations with not only our high school, our college kids, but it's also to educate our kids that are playing youth sports about some of the things and some of the problems they're going to face if we don't educate them now. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Man, we're doing that open a lot today, aren't we, Ryan? You're the only man that gets two introductions, Mike. Three so far. Three so far. Yeah, man. Well, might I've never as well been do good it. at math. Might as well do it on that fourth one as yeah, well. Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Dr. Neelash Patel. Neelash Patel, Advanced Pain Management, APMHealth.com. Phone number 888-901-7246. And Pat Crowley. Pat, uh, you can go to Crossco Sports. 
Com. If you want, it's it's a great website, and and if you can get your hands on on the brochure that they have, really kind of gives how far this company has come, and it's really impressive. And the reason for the show today is to talk about keeping our kids safe as they're playing youth sports, and making sure that they understand, you know, if if they practice hard, they can stay safe and fall in love with the sport that they're playing. Um, Doctor Patel, we're talking during the break. Can you talk a little bit about? Um, the reason they brought you back into this area, um, you're, you're heading up a few of the research departments, correct? Uh, that's right. I'm the director of education and research for advanced pain management. And uh, in any field, especially in medicine, there's so much happening that's very progressive, that's innovative, that's uh, um, filling in gaps in terms of solutions that we didn't have previously. Um, there is so much happening in pain management that we can bring to our communities including patients who have diabetic neuropathy. We're, we're doing a study where we're comparing traditional treatments uh, for the silent sufferers uh, with a high-frequency spinal stimulation. And this is a fully sponsored study. So there's no cost to the patient. We also have a study on uh, sciatica. So if you have sciatica, uh, one group will get uh, uh, a needle close to the epidural space. The other group is going to get a long-acting gel so that we don't need to keep doing epidural injections three times uh, every year or so. Wow. So there are some innovative, progressive solutions. We also have potential solutions for opioids. Um, and we have uh, uh, data from Europe as well as from the U.S. that has shown that uh, high-frequency spinal stimulation does reduce the need for opioids. In fact, a large study uh, performed uh, by an author by the name of Alcazi showed that if you were taking 84 milligrams of morphine equivalent for your lower back pain in the setting of previous back surgery, then you can drop that down by 65% down to 27. And more importantly, you can have a marked improvement in your function and uh, uh, activities of daily living. Hey, Pat, when I was doing research with Dr. Patel coming in, I'm going to read this quote to you, and this really this scared me. And now I kind of understand more on, on where this, this epidemic has come from. He said, often people would lose their license for not giving prescriptions. With time, we've realized that along with the increase in prescriptions, there's been an increase with deaths. So the warning signs were, were out. Unfortunately, it was unintended uh, consequences of a regulation burden in 2001. From 2001 to 2014, 350% increase in deaths from opioids. That scares me. Well, I mean, it, it, it also goes to the mentality of, you know, people don't want to miss anything. They don't want to miss work, you know, because that affects your paybook, your paycheck. And if you're an athlete, you don't want to miss time on the field. Right. And athletes are competitors, type A personalities, and they are going to do whatever they have to do to get back on the field. And the problem is, is they miss the warning signs. Coaches are competitive and they want to put a good product on the field. Their reputation's on the line. Sometimes pride comes before the fall. So what happens is, Athletes feel that pressure to get back on the field and push themselves, and they might go to a friend, they might go to a parent, they might go to whoever and say, listen, you know, it's just a little bit, I'm just sore a little bit, or I just have this, I just have that. Yeah, well, here, you know, take a Percocet, you know, take this, take that, because it is so readily available, and there is so many people that are using it that all they want to do is get back on the field. Hey, Pat, you know, and, and Dr. Patel, we, you know, we have some uh, ex-Green Bay Packers that are here on, on the, the radio station, and I was talking to one of them, and we talked about this, and he said, look, I, you know, back in the day when I was playing, you'd walk into the trainer, and they had a fishbowl with all different colors, 
with all different pills from. You could just go in and grab what you needed because nobody knew the consequences of this. And that's kind of what you were talking about with this quote that you had. And, and he said, look, depending on how bad you felt, normally on Tuesday was a pretty tough day, you know, because you played on Sunday and you could go in and, and you could just grab a handful to take home with you so you could feel better. You talked about staying on the field. Well, Brett Favre, you know, he talked about he got hooked so bad because he never wanted anybody to get any of his time. He was always afraid next guy up was better than he was. And so that that's a lot, a lot of the stuff we talk about now that people laughed about. 15 years ago, it's not funny because now, it, as they say, that the chickens come home to roost on what we're having to deal with on this stock. Right. And for every death, there are 32 overdoses and 10 hospital admissions. Uh, so the, the consequences, the societal consequences are huge. Um, part of the, the way we're looking at this nationally and especially uh, with the uh, HOPE legislation and with the efforts from... Uh, um, uh, our Attorney General Brett Schimmel is trying to take the pills away from uh, from the uh, from the uh, the the homes where you know, like he says, if you have a loaded gun, you won't leave it on the counter. So why would you leave uh, OxyContin pills on your counter? So he has a take back program, and uh, it's a very successful program. If you don't need medications, if they're sitting in your uh, drawers or in, or inside your bathroom cabinets, get rid of them. Um, because tomorrow, as Pat was saying earlier, uh, somebody might come and say, you know, I have this extra uh, bit of uh, Percocet or medication. You know, you're, I see that uh, you want to get back on the field. Uh, just take it. Or, or the coach might be tempted to sort of uh, um, push the athlete back onto the field. Um, for acute injuries, especially when you, when you talk about swelling, as you, as you did earlier, ice, elevation, and rest are critical. And you let the body heal many a time. That's all you need. If you need something else, take a little anti-inflammatory. And there's nothing wrong with Ibuprofen or something. Yeah. Ibuprofen, naproxen. Uh, take some Tylenol. That still works. Hey, Pat, do you think we as coaches, and you're, you're, you're around uh, football fields pretty much daily at this point, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a two scrimmages yesterday, and, and you know, we're constantly talking with coaches and, you know, everybody else. Do you think we're doing a better job of, of addressing, and, and at least as coaches, we have more knowledge about this kind of stuff than we have in the past, correct? Well, yeah, I think, you know, things have changed. You know, the way you used to practice was you'd be out there for two hours, and if it took you three hours to get a two-hour practice, and that's what you were going to do. So, uh, But I think right now coaches are aware. I think USA football, through their certification class, has done a great job of how you structure practice, how you kind of go through everything and do everything. And the main thing is communication with the athletes and the parents. Um, it, the, you know, the old saying is the best place to coach is an orphanage because you don't have any parents right. waiting to you. Yeah. And, and that is true. And I think sometimes parents do because of their own agenda, have their own thoughts and their own, you know, well, we did it this way when I played and we did this. Well, things have changed a little bit. A lot. And, and they've had to. Do you know what's cool? And and, and obviously, Dr. Patel and the people at Advanced Pain Management, um, are, there's there's different options. But like CryoFit, you know, Rob is, is here in studio with me. CryoFit is a company that, for, for, for me, a year ago, when he introduced me to this, I've sent a lot of student-athletes to see them because that that's a way to get ready to play again, help with some of the pain, and not worry and not have to do 
the stuff that they shouldn't be doing, which is, hey, do you have a Percocet that I can get so I can get back on the field? Places like that, different options, like a cryofit, really fits in, I think, with some of the things that you guys are doing at Advanced Pain Management. Yes. Uh, as Americans, we have amazing uh, ability to come up with solutions. And uh, look, the rules are changing. You've got better equipment. You've got other options such as cryofit. Uh, cry of fit. Yep. Uh, and th- we've always conquered any problem. This is the beauty of America. And so this problem too will be will be resolved. We've all come together as a community saying that there is a problem. Let's figure out alternatives. And this is exactly what I'm seeing happening if you look at the big picture. Uh, Dr. Patel, Advanced Pain Management. Go to apmhealth.com. Pat Crowley, crosscosports.com is, is where you want to be. Crosscosports.com. 262-631-0782. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll wrap this up. Again, this whole conversation, yeah, I think, is really encouraging. I, I do. I think when you've got guys like like Dr. Patel and Pat Crowley out there saying, look, we, we, can, we can still play as hard as we have in the past. Let's just make sure that we're playing smarter and we're, we get back on the field, but we do it the right way. You know, give yourself a little time, ice, elevate if you need an ibuprofen that's great let's not just go immediately and say look i need some percocet because that's gotten us into a bad place and dr patel is the guy who's standing up and talking a lot about this and uh, advanced pain management is spearheading a lot of the the discussions about how we stop by utilizing medication to get us back on the court and the field again apmhealth.com this is the U sports show on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the fans high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I want to thank my guests for coming in. When we talk about advanced pain management, Dr. Patel, Rob Remitz is here as well. Uh, Eric Ford is here as well, and I really appreciate those guys coming in. Again, apmhealth.com. You know, we were talking during the break, uh, Dr. Patel, when you talk about uh, when you talk about addiction in, in general and you talk about um high school athletes, college athletes that that have to now go through this journey of, of trying to stay clean and sober, but the addiction started, and it may have started with Percocet or started with, with, with some pain medication, but it also may have started with, with drinking and smoking pot and then moving on to some other options. It seems to me, and maybe I'm old school, I, I don't know, but I feel like that's the journey a lot of people take. Uh, unfortunately, and uh, we talk about what's called gateway drugs. So it could be alcohol, it could potentially be marijuana, a uh, prescription opioid, uh, it could be methamphetamines. So any of these gateway drugs eventually lead you to the to the wrong journey. And this is the reason why communities and faith are important. There's a famous study uh, about uh, um, some rats. Uh, thrown in with a bunch of other rats, and those that had the sense of community and belonging and partnerships did not choose the uh, the addictive options. So, right. so this is an important thing to to bear in mind. 
many of these dr- drugs are gateway drugs. Um, addiction, unfortunately, has societal consequences. The families suffer. Um, and often people with addiction, who, especially if they have a bad record and if they go, go into jail, cannot get back into the workforce. So this is where the solutions that we've had, we've seen in uh, Nordic countries, Norway, uh, Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland, uh, and, and, and that part of uh, Europe has to be brought back to us. Uh, back into our community. I'll have people roll their eyes at me if I say, like, it makes me nervous when when states are, are legalizing marijuana. makes me nervous. I, I Like you said, it's a gateway drug. And be, because I'm at an older age than a lot of people that I work with, they'll roll their eyes and say, oh, come on, you're, you're an old guy. You don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's fine. But it, it, it makes me nervous that it's just one more step to get to, to something that could, could really harm your, your entire life. Absolutely. Think about uh, alcohol. Most uh, people use alcohol responsibly, but many of us genetically are prone to abuse that. Uh, and then you, you put in societal uh, burdens, you know, especially not having faith in community and right. support, the likelihood of that person with bad genetics getting into the addictive pathway is that much greater. Hey Pat, you know us Irish guys, we know a lot about that stuff. <laughs> you know, we man, we we know a lot about all of that. Us, there's a few of us McGiverns that had to stop doing some of that because uh, it just wasn't uh, wasn't working for us anymore. Um, hey, talk about some of the new things going on with Crosscut. I know you guys when we had you in and we were talking a couple weeks ago, you said, "Look, we're we're doing a really nice job with football." Law enforcement is the next big area for us, and we're really developing some 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 cool things to be able to walk into law enforcement um, and and say, look, can, why don't we? Why don't you utilize some of the things that we're offering you guys? Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, we, yeah, we're introducing a couple of products. We were just up in Minneapolis for the uh, Corrections Officer Association convention up in Minneapolis, and. Uh, we have some items, and it, it comes back to the core beliefs that w- that training every single day at what you do is going to help you in a situation you hope never comes up, but that you're going to be able to handle that situation. So we've developed some products. We have a life-size dummy that looks just like a man. It's called Pete the Perp, and what he is, he is a life-size dummy that you can actually move his arms into position to be handcuffed or be, to be restrained, and this is something that a... Uh, law enforcement officer can train on every single day without another law enforcement officer putting on the red suit. They can do their ASP or baton training. They can do their, all their disarming training on a dummy that simulates life-like situations and scenarios, and you can do that every day. And then we also develop the robot, the robo-aggressor, and what he is used for primarily right now is for training dogs. There has been a big push because of what's been going on in society with officers being killed, uh, being put in situations where they're injured, dogs are being used a lot more now. And a dog needs to be trained every single day. Well, to do that, someone's got to put a bite suit on. And when someone's got to get a, put a bite suit on, there's a potential for injury. Well, the robot doesn't get hurt. Right. And when you see these dogs working with the robot, they're using it in a situation to a dog it's got one job, and that job is to follow the commands of its of its handler, and that is to take that perpetrator down. While that perpetrator is wearing a bite suit, there's a lot of potential for injury. With the robot, there is no potential right. for injury. And well, we, you can shoot it. 
you can do just about anything to it, and it doesn't. It allows officers to train in lifelike situations without the risk of injury, just the same as our football equipment. You know, Doctor Patel, when we talk about the stuff that we talk about, companies like Pats are are going to make our journey a little bit easier, and, and we're going to be able to 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 make sure that people don't get injured. Because when they get injured, and then we start taking the steps that we've talked about today, which are, are not good, companies like his are helping the cause that you and I have. Absolutely. And uh, uh, think about it. A small Wisconsin company taking uh, uh, finding national solutions, just like Advanced Pain Management, is looking for national solutions, international solutions to problems. Uh, we may not be aware of you, people may not be aware of this, but advanced pain management is one of the most respected, uh, and it's, a, it's a, certainly the largest uh, pain group in the Midwest. It's, it used to be one of the largest in the country, but it is bringing innovative solutions to problems, including people who have back pain, neck pain, uh, orthopedic uh, issues, people who have diabetic neuropathy. So, the, so this is an innovative uh, epicenter both in sounds like in sports equipment as well as in pain management, uh, bringing solutions that our whole country can right. benefit from. Well, and, and again, it's a youth sports show. So we, we, we wanted to, to talk a little bit about the youth side of this and making sure that we educate kids, make sure that coaches know that they don't have to, again, do the stuff that we did in the past, which was just go full contact against each other and 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 hurt our own teammates before we get to play a game. I think it's important that they can get ready to do that with some of the equipment that you guys have. Pat. You know, I was I was speaking with with a, a retired coach last night, and, and and there was an old quote that said, "You know, football is a very simple sport made complicated by idiots." And I truly believe that. <laughs> and because you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The game's been around for a long time. There are three key factors involved in any type of sport. Number one. If you do your fundamentals and technique better than the other person, it doesn't really matter what they run. I think sometimes as coaches, especially young coaches, we're going to run plays and we're going to do this. We're going to come up with this new defense. You don't have to. It's already all there. What you need to do is work on fundamentals and technique. It's very simple. It doesn't matter what sport it is, but it's it's about change of direction. It's about body position. It's about the ability to move and run and make decisions. And as, as football players, you want to be able to react. Yeah. You know, they say, well, I don't want you to read. I want every kid to read. I also want them to be trained in, okay, in my brain, this is the situation. I need to get outside. This is what I have to do. And if they don't have been trained that way, they have no concept. And right. then all of a sudden they start getting yelled at, and that's when we lose kids. Guys, thank you so much. I want to thank uh, uh, Pat. Thank you for your time. And I appreciate your patience of getting you back in here. We had a couple of snafus there, and and this worked out perfectly Um for me, it's it's crosscosports.com. And uh, any questions, you can call them at 262-631-0782. I really want to thank the people from Advanced Pain Management. Uh, Eric Ford coming in. Rob Remitz coming in. And and Dr. Patel, man, I, I'm so impressed with you. Now, I've talked to you and met with you twice. And your passion for this, your enthusiasm and and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do great things here in this area with this research. And, and congratulations on on getting back into our neck of the woods. And uh, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. We have to keep having these conversations. I think that's the important part to be able to be open and honest and discuss this, so parents and coaches will have those discussions with their young athletes. 
thank you, Mike, for having us on the show. Yes. And it is about increasing awareness, not of just the problems that we have, but also the potential solutions. And we have many of them at Advanced Pain Management. you got APMHealth.com. Guys, thanks for listening. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.